Good morning, Truth. This morning, I am going to answer a question that was submitted. And the question is, is there a right or wrong way to pray? Let me say this right off the bat. There is no compilation of express words that are deemed holier or more fervent than others. There is no right or wrong physical position that can validate your prayer. Prayer can be audible or silent. Neither is more heartfelt or profound than the other. You can pray in a closet, in a temple, walking down the street, on a bus, or on the banks of the ocean. A lot of these things some people get so caught up in practices and issues that mean nothing to God. When all God wants is for us to love and trust him enough to establish and maintain an open line of communication with him, which is prayer. I've seen people ridiculed and criticized for how they pray, as some expect to feel something when someone prays, which is why a lot of people are not comfortable praying publicly. And it's also why a lot of people deem it necessary to make a public prayer a dramatic presentation. When you are in an intimate relationship with someone, gathering with your friends is nice and enjoyable. But it's those times spent with just you and that other person that builds the relationship, that strengthens the intimacy and ignites a sincere love. To have someone partner with you in prayer concerning different matters is incredible. But some prayers need to be between just you and God. Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. But notice, you cannot find one instance in the Bible where Jesus prayed with his disciples. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 and 7, Jesus addresses a very sensitive topic concerning prayer. As it reads, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For see, they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners that they may be seen by others. And truly I say to you that you have received your reward. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Basically, Jesus is letting us know there is no reason to put on a grand production when you pray. And if you do, then you have prayed for the entertainment of people. So his advice is that you look to those you have entertained to answer your prayer. Verse seven continues to address all of the deep words that may inspire or cause emotions to flare in people, but are ignored by God. We love fancy, deep words that make us look educated of the elite or spiritually deep. 
Think about it. There are some poems and even some songs that if read or sung at the appropriate time can invoke some tear-jerking emotions. We know words can be powerful. However, words don't impress the Creator. Nor is that what confirms a sincere desire and love for God. We've heard it over and over again that talk is cheap. Talk is cheap because words can be full of deceit. Words can be full of manipulation. It's one's actions and their commitment that shows character and the intention of the heart. The righteousness of our prayer rests on the condition of our hearts, our souls, and our intention. And depending on these three things, our prayers can also be hindered. Unconfessed sin is likely the most common hindrance to prayer. Psalm 66 and 18 reads, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. When we pray, the first thing out of our mouths should be asking God for forgiveness of our sins. We are human, and as long as we have breath in our bodies, we're going to sin, either by commission or omission. Our prayers need to be exalted on a clean slate. So we need to ask God immediately for his forgiveness. Now on the flip side is that we cannot ask God for forgiveness while we maintain unforgiveness in our hearts towards someone else. If you want God to wipe your slate clean, then clean the slate of those who have sinned against you. Otherwise, God will not forgive your sins. Our unforgiveness is a hindrance to our own prayers. Lack of faith is also a hindrance to prayer. In Hebrews 11:6, the scripture tells us, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Some pray out of ritualistic habits. You hear some say, well, I'm just going to put it in the atmosphere. That is not going before God with faith in him. In Hebrews 1, it tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And that by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. In other words, your prayer should not be about putting something in the atmosphere. Your prayer is about exalting your faith that God is God and that all things, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what the statistics state, but all things are possible with God. Because he is the creator of all things. We don't know how God created most of the things that are on this earth. But the evidence 
of what is unknown to us is still real. Our faith is not about our devised facts, not about our knowledge. Our faith is based on God and who he is, period. Selfishness and wrong intentions are another hindrance to prayer. In James 4 and 3, it reads, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly, spending passions on wrong motives. In other words, don't come to God with your heart fixed on your greed, your pleasures, and your selfishness. Don't dare ask God to co-sign your illegal activity, your deceit, or your adulterous affairs. To bring those things before God is blasphemy. And last but not least, a huge hindrance to our prayers is our unsubmittedness to his will. John 15, 7 reads, the branch depends on the vine and lives in one accord with it. In return, the vine provides provides it with everything it needs and the result is great fruitfulness. We tend to go to God in prayer spelling out what we want him to do, how we want him to do it, who we want him to include on it, and then we seal it all with a time frame. God is not our runner. He's not our assistant. We are not the boss of God. Part of the faith that we must have when we pray is rooted in our belief that God is God. He knows all. And we must believe that he loves us enough to honor his words. That tell us that he will work all things together for the good of those who love him. I want you to be absolutely clear on a few things concerning prayer. Words are not what validate prayer. It's your sincerity and faith in God that he is concerned with. God is not a genie or Santa Claus. So don't approach the throne of grace with your Christmas and your to-do list. Our prayers are to be submitted in faith. And know that faith without works is dead. So know that when you pray, you must be prepared to go to work. Remember, we are the servants. And God uses us as vessels to answer our prayers and the prayers of others. Our prayers should primarily consist of a request for strength, direction, and healing. And finally, please understand that no prayer has ever gone unanswered. Sometimes God says yes, other times he says no, and then there are times when he says wait. In our arrogance, 
we tend to think that because our prayer wasn't answered, when and the way we wanted it answered means that God left our prayer unanswered. Someone told me recently that someone that they knew had stopped going to church and had given up on faith and religion because they said their prayers were never answered. If God seems not to be answering your prayer, you may need to do a self-evaluation and then pray the hardest prayer we could ever utter which is, Lord, show me me. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. Like it's upside